Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Aaron Donald signed an extension with your team. Just what does that do now for you? Is that great news for you? Can you now relax a little bit? It's not great news. It's phenomenal, <laughs> outstanding, any nice adjective that you can uh, place around it. But it is, it's a big deal, and he's earned it. And hes uh, he truly is one of one, in my opinion. You know, we had a feeling it was training in the right direction when he was at, our, uh, at my wedding on Saturday night. So uh, a lot of good things have happened the last couple days. What's up? It's Aaron Donald. We lock back in. Let's go get us another ring. Why not? And so far, stadium. Getting the chills thinking about it. Let's go to work. It was indeed trending in that direction as we go to work on this Tuesday, June the 7th, Pro Football Talk Live. Chris Sims, Mike Florio, hello all of our friends out there, or our enemies as the case may be, we accept all. If you want to hate watch the program, we got no problem with that. In fact, I may enjoy that personally a little bit more, especially based upon some of the emails that I got after yesterday's show and into the evening. We are on Peacock, Sirius XM85, Sky Sports in the UK and in Ireland. Got some spirited emails from some of our friends there based upon our comments about the Royals, specifically yeah, how'd they feel about basically that? Basically, the Kardashians. Did they tell you to shut up on that one or what? They did not appreciate that remark, uh, as far as I could tell. Also, and they denied the Kardashians, so it was like a double whammy. They, they Apparently, the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian, tried to get tickets to the Jubilee through, you know, I don't know, the Queen or whatever, and they were like, no thanks. So she had to find tickets yeah. somewhere else. Who do you think you are? Us? <laughs> Seriously. Um, and also, hello to the folks listening on the podcast. They get salty when they don't get the mention. And we do have to say hello, a special hello to anyone out there who happens to be in an airport. That's one of the strangest dynamics of the past year or so. Apparently, there's some deal that I don't know the details of. Wow. It results in our mugs being all over the country in airports. Yeah, right. As I people are that. waiting. 
yeah. to leave. Right. And Peter King, to his shock on Sunday at JFK, looked up and saw himself and me from Friday. And then our good friend Rick Cordella, the person who is responsible for, i.e., the one you should blame for my extended tenure at NBC, 13 years is coming up on July 1. He was at LaGuardia last night and took a photo of the two of us. And the way that the photo was taken, it was perfect because I sent it to you, Chris, and yes, I said, "Yes, you're looking down I was looking in down. search of any hamburgers that may be on <laughs> yeah, the floor right, right. that you could maybe scarf and snarf. So, uh, yeah. So, hello to anyone out there who's waiting for a plane. I'm sorry if you're playing. It's not like the you know what we can do about it. Well, what's always funny about those ones? It's like rarely you can. Really, it's probably perfect for people. They can just look at us and they go, "Look at those jerks there." You can't always hear people in the airport, right? I mean, it's some one of those things sometimes where they just play it, and you got to read the words. You don't actually hear the voice, though, right? I mean, that's that's how sometimes it's, it's on. Sometimes, sometimes it's it on, you're right? And it's annoying now. as hell when it is. <laughs> yes, especially when it's especially you when it's us. <laughs> yeah, no, no, speak I said for us. Yourself. At least I expanded it to us. <laughs> nah, I just went with you. I like that better. <laughs> So uh, anyway, you get mentioned in these emails, too. I need to forward some of them to you, although you will get all cranked up and start dropping F-bombs in response. So it's better that I don't. You get you get referred to as my pothead. Yes, man. That's the nicest. Oh, that's that was the nicest. one. Pothead. Yes, man. And that, was that from yes. the England crowd yesterday that was mad about your no, criticism no, no, of other no. stuff? <laughs> no, no, that was from the nation that has a Second Amendment. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> after yesterday's funny. show. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, and, and speaking of the, the fact that it was 13 years ago that Rick Cordella, against my wishes, persuaded me to enter into an arrangement with NBC, it gets back to what we were talking about yesterday, how 15 years goes by in the blink of an eye. There's the photo. And Chris, Chris, who does look like my pothead, yes, man, looking down for the burger. Well, I'm Where looking, is the burger? I'm looking at the, the guy floor? below me who just ate the burger off the floor, and I'm like, man, I wouldn't do that. That, that, ooh, the man, you don't know. You're going to pay for that later. I've been there. That's what I was given. I was given that look. Don't do that, man. Don't. <laughs> yeah, if you happen to have a TV show, you're going to be throwing up in a in a Garbage trash can, can at right. some point in the next couple of days right. because you have eaten diseased burger that touched the floor at LaGuardia. Yeah. Although they've renovated LaGuardia, maybe LaGuardia is cleaner. I haven't been there in a while. The last time I was at LaGuardia and flew into the new terminal, I know I picked up my requisite ten thousand steps just getting from the gate. Yeah, there's a lot going on to there. the curb. Right, a lot of lot, lot of walking uh, happening. It, it, at LaGuardia it looks now. like a bomb blew the place up, and they're trying to reconstruct it all together. They're making progress. You're right. There's a few wings that seem to be done and nice, but I, they got a lot more to go. Uh, they've been working on that. I mean, that's uh, that's some project. We'll see when that gets done. Holy cow! Hey, any any time you rebuild a place at the same site where the current yes, thing that's is, that's what they're doing. You're yeah. ch- you're changing a tire right. on a moving car. Good luck with that. And it's taken a long time to change that tire. They're changing all four tires and the fender and the engine in the and middle, everything yeah, in the middle of New York. Right. So you, you while it's all happening. Be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. It's torture. I got to go fly out of there on Monday, I think. So that'll be a nice experience as always. Well, what's happening. Oh, you're flying out Monday. We got a show next week. Yeah, now coming Monday. Yeah, yeah, I'm ditching you. I'm out of here. I got bigger, bigger things to do. I got news, bigger people to hang to out with. Sorry. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, did, did you notice at the top of the show, even though we've now wasted five minutes of your life yeah. talking about other things, Sean McVay doing an interview two days after he got married, 
You want to get in the doghouse. I mean, I was concerned about you yesterday chastising publicly your wife's egg habit since you are anti-egg and she is very pro-egg. Very. How is Sean McVeigh's wife, his newly wed wife, allowing him to do business two days after they got married? I mean, maybe it's the whole delayed honeymoon, but yeah. the idea is you get married and you spirit away to some tropical destination. Sean, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. Well, one, it speaks to everything we kind of talk about. You know, we talked about this a little, was that yesterday and last week? I mean, hey, these guys are, they're psychos for one. That's why they're head coaches in the NFL. It's that last week. So I don't know how the planning, I know this wedding got what rescheduled was at two different times. Did I read that right through the COVID issues we've had? So I, you know, I'm guessing he's got the wedding. They got their last week of what OTAs and mini camp here, and then they got a good break, and I'm sure they'll see plenty of blue water somewhere. Uh, he'll make up for lost time. I, I, I don't doubt that. And and it, it is fitting that he is one of the John Gruden proteges and was compared to Gruden yeah. so much as he was coming up the ranks. It was John Gruden who once cajoled you into coming back early <laughs> from your own. I should call honeymoon. Sean when he's on his honeymoon. Yeah, you back yet? You back? You working on plays? Let's go. Let's go. Get back. What What the hell's taking you so long? I know. that That's still – it'll be one of the greatest memories of my life. It was. And the fact that I won – I did delay my honeymoon because it was getting close to training camp. And then two, the fact that I had asked permission to go on the honeymoon, yes, have a great time, and left two days early. I left the beautiful island of Capri because I was feeling the pressure from John Gruden and the fact that I was missing Buck Two Bandit walkthroughs. That's really what it was. That's where he was that's where he was pissed off. Sorry, London Mike, is that we were having our they were probably illegal at the time. Sorry, I guess I'm telling on, on telling. We were having walkthroughs. We'd have a 60, 80 play walkthrough in the middle of OT or not OTAs, just workout, you know, workout sessions. And that wasn't going smoothly. There were some young QBs there. He needed me there. So that was, uh, I was ruining that by being in Italy. Yeah, that's Elisa Gruden's problems right now. You blowing the whistle on violations <laughs> right. of the offseason rules from 20 <laughs> Two, years ago. Yeah, right. He's dealing with more immediate issues that have <laughs> complicated so. his overall life and career. Uh, you used the phrase, what took so long, and I think that would be a fitting comment for any Rams fans out there who had been wondering since the confetti fell following Super Bowl 56, the concern that Aaron Donald was going to retire he had his public comments a week or so ago, and we broke them down last Tuesday. And I think we both came to the conclusion the guy's not retiring. Right. He wants a new contract, but he's not retiring. He doesn't put all the work in in the offseason to get himself ready for the campaign to come if he's going to retire. He's just drawing a line in the sand and saying, look, $14.75 million, 102nd paid, highest paid player in the league. I want more. And yesterday... He got more. And it's a very rare situation where a guy gets more in exchange for no new commitment. Yeah, right. That's what was so stunning uh -huh. about this Donald deal that came out of the blue yesterday. He was under contract for three years, $55 million. Now he's under contract for three years, $95 million. Wave of a wand, Stan Kroenke dipping in to the super yacht maintenance fund just a little bit not much just a few weeks of super yacht maintenance half a year maybe at the most and <laughs> voila we got an extra 40 million dollars that we're going to give to aaron donald and uh he deserves it but it's rare that you see a team 
got a guy who's got three years left under contract. Right. Tear up the three years and replace it with new three years that give him a significant raise over what he was already going to make. You don't see that happen. That is a rarity in the NFL. They want more on the back end. And there are some phony void years. I saw somebody reported as a massive new five-year deal. The last two years go away. They go away automatically. And they go away in a way that makes Aaron Donald a free agent after three seasons. Yeah, right. Because the void doesn't kick in until after the deadline for applying the tags. He will be a free agent in 2025 after three years of this deal. And he will be $95 million pre-tax richer. And the way it's structured, two years, $65 million, and then he can retire with no financial consequence whatsoever if that's what he chooses to do. Or third year at another $30 million. At that point, for 2024, it's his call. So this isn't some long-term, you know, Aaron Donald's going to be playing the rest of the decade for the Rams. Right. It's a two-year Band-Aid, maybe three, but it's better than none, which is what it possibly would have been. I don't want to say without the contract. At one point months ago, it possibly would have been no more years. He possibly was walking away, but he would have, he would have, would have owed $8 million if he had, in theory. Now, if he walks away after two years, he owes nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's awesome by the Rams. I think that's the first thing I look at. You know, we I know we discussed last week like the Rams. He got to get this done. I mean, this is Aaron Donald. He's officially the most famous guy in the history of your franchise, the best player in the history of your franchise, and he just won you the Super Bowl and should have been the MVP. No disrespect to Cooper Cup, it was awesome. But you and I agree, and I think a lot of people around football think Aaron Donald should be the MVP of the Super Bowl. So you add that, and then the way he played down the stretch and all the big moments, and and then added on to it, the model citizen, the guy who continues to work and do all the right things behind the scenes that way, that's the that's the person you reward. So good job by the Rams who are in a little bit of a civil war for the city of Los Angeles. You don't let you got momentum right now. You don't let this guy go now. You don't do that. And especially not now after you won the Super Bowl and you got some momentum going here as far as, you know, maybe attracting more people to the fan base. But at the bottom line, you do this is why players like playing for the Rams. They know how to treat players. They know how to treat their own for the most part. And really, come on, Aaron Donald, as we've discussed, it's what, what do you want to say? Hall of Fame of Hall of Fame. He's the best defensive player this century. Am I crazy to say that? It's him, Ray Lewis, right? Maybe TJ, JJ Watt was in that conversation over those few, few years. But it's clearly one of the greatest defensive players of all time, and I'm glad to see they did this and and lock him up and give him some power to kind of call his own shot when it's all said and done. Watt's a three-time defensive player of the year. Right. Donald is a three-time defensive player of the year. But but the big difference between these two guys, and this is not a criticism of J.J. Watt. This is a reality of the human body when you are constantly double and triple teamed. There is a physical toll. He has fought through injury after injury after injury, and to his credit – He keeps going. He keeps coming back. He keeps getting himself healthy and suiting up. Aaron Donald, when is he ever injured? I remember late 2020, he had like a chest thing that was affecting him, and he was emotional about that. But this guy has been durable. So 
you know, even though he's 31 and even though we have to assume at some point he's not going to be as dominant as he's been, and maybe he will be a guy who says, if I'm not as dominant as I've been, I'm done. Yeah, Two right. more years, right. I'm done because I can feel it happening where I'm not the guy that I used to be and I'd rather just walk off into the sunset. We'll see if he can maintain it or not. But he's maintained it this long. Yes, he has. That's the reality. Because the work he isn't ethic, a guy, right? Everything. Yeah, he isn't a guy. And and just you know, you just don't know. You don't know how that body is constructed. You don't know what a guy is going to be able to withstand. He withstands it. He doesn't get injured. He keeps going. He's worth every penny. But there is a calculated risk the Rams are taking because you are paying him sixty-five million over the next two years when he's thirty-one and thirty-two, and you're committed to thirty million. When he's 33, if he chooses to not retire, and I guess in theory they could back out of it after two years if they want to, and he would have to drop off dramatically for that to happen. And look, it wouldn't be the first time they backed away from a major contract after two years. They did that with Jared Goff. But as of right now, there's no reason to think that Aaron Donald will be anything other than great, at least for a year or two. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. To your point, 2017 was the last time he's missed a football game, which is insane when you really think about it. And I think, again, that speaks to everything he does, what he puts in the offseason. He lives it, diet, workout, whatever. But to not miss a game in basically five years, four years, and, and play a style of football that's very close to the Tasmanian devil, I mean, that's really what he is. I mean, gosh, I mean, in the middle of the defense, he's – fighting people and spinning around and going crazy and getting crushed by one guy and going back the other way. I mean, that that's where I find it amazing, the fact that he's missed that few of games, played at that high of a level. And, you know, you know, we talk about, yes, it's it's a little bit of the risk of, you know, early 30s. Hey, he's certainly going to start going downhill. But I, I do think because of the way the TB12, uh, the, you know, Aaron Donald 99 method of him working out, living the right way, that this might be a guy that we might see, you know, break the mold a little bit here again, like a TB12. They go, no, no, you can play defensive tackle at a high level for 10, 11 years you know, if you take care of yourself the right way. I'll be interested to see where it goes. This was the first year we had, at least during the year, and I think you'll agree with this, I don't, we haven't discussed this, where I think it was the first year where we went, Aaron Donald isn't definitely the best defensive player in football. But... As soon as we started thinking that a little bit, at the end of the year, he kind of came on and was like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm going to be back here messing plays up. You'll, I'm still in that conversation. So I just think he's still tip-top, and I think he's got you know a lot left in the tank, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I think he also recognized he was playing for legacy, yeah, and that right. caused him to kick it in and dig deep yep. and – and leave it all out on the field. You hear that all the time, I'm going to leave it out on the field. He left it all out on the field to the point where – when it was all said and done, there really was a question yeah, right. as to whether or not right. he was going to keep playing. Sean McVay addressed that yesterday when he was otherwise on his honeymoon, talking about 
the possibility of Donald retiring. Here is what McVeigh had to say. And he called me and, you know, this was a possibility. And I said, listen, if there's anybody after eight years that has earned the right to be able to step away on his own terms because of everything you've accomplished, if you want to spend more time with your family, if you're ready for whatever this next, uh, these next endeavors in your life are going to be, he's going to be successful at whatever he does. I say, hey, I have nothing but appreciation and respect for you. And you've changed my life for the better as a result of me getting a chance to coach you. I said, however, if this is financially driven, Shame on me. Shame on you. If we can't get this thing figured out because, you know, we've got, you know, your agents, we've got our guys in the front office that are committed to trying to figure out a good collaboration where you get rewarded the way you deserve. That also fits within our team. And then we've got a willing owner and Stan Kroenke, you know, that wants to try to be able to do that. And fortunately uh, we were able to get that done. There was a family component to this. There was a distance component living and working in Los Angeles when he is a Pittsburgh guy. That was real. That wasn't posturing. The posturing came later, and it worked out to the tune of the first $30 million per year non-quarterback, true $30 million per year non-quarterback in league history. But early on, it was about being in L.A. for six months out of the year when he'd rather be in Pittsburgh. And that's important, Chris, because – that pool is only going to continue. Family issues in Pittsburgh, wants to be in Pittsburgh or close to Pittsburgh. And I think that's significant because after three years, as we've said, he becomes free and clear, can go anywhere he wants. Rams can't stop him. You know what he can do after two years? Uh, he can leave after, too, right? He can say, I retire. Yeah. I re he and can pull the Tom Brady. Right. I retire and they can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I retire. See you later. Let's have the ceremony. Put me straight into the ring of honor if they even have one with the Rams and, you know, do all the stuff. And then two, three months later, you work out a deal where he can play in or close to Pittsburgh. Because what are the Rams going to do at that point? Are they going to stand not in his way at that point? No, they're not. They get nothing from him right. if he's done and he stops playing. They get right. nothing. And if he's going to go to the other conference. That's right. Which I think is what, I mean, think about it. If he wants to be in or close to Pittsburgh, think about the possibilities. They're the four teams of the AFC North. Yeah. That's what fascinates me. And people are like, oh, that's two years away. You know what? Two years goes pretty damn fast, especially when you get old like I am. Two years is going to be here before you know it. You're going to have the Browns, the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers jockeying for position potentially. Definitely three years from now, maybe only two years from now, if he retires from the Rams and then a few months later tries to resurface in Pittsburgh or close to Pittsburgh. That will be something, especially if he's still playing at a ridiculously high level, Chris. Yeah, that would be interesting to see. I, I wouldn't like put it past Marin Donald or, or wouldn't put it past the, you know, being on his radar as far as doing this contract. You know, having that at least in the back of his mind to go, oh, well, maybe I can make that a possibility. And to your point, I think, like, after two years, if he gets his $32 million, you know, and the $32 million, whatever, and he's at 65, and if, I, I really think he's at the point of his career with the Rams and what he's done for them, and Sean McVay, if he's there, that if he literally just two years went, you know, guys, it's been awesome. I only want to play like a year or two more. I'd like to go back to Pittsburgh and play there. I don't think they'd stop him. I don't. 
You know, again, you know, you go back to the Mike Tomlin. You know, we we want volunteers, not hostages. I think most teams feel that way, and especially when it comes to a guy like Aaron Donald and the things you've heard McVeigh say about him already just during this show. One of one, the man, blah blah blah. You know, all of that stuff. To where I think there's great respect there, and uh, uh, it's, it, it's I, I don't think the Rams would hold that up. I don't. You know, again, I think that's part of the magic with the Rams there. That's why I didn't really doubt the fact that this would get done because, as we see right there with the I Am Athlete podcast with McVeigh, to me he's he's in the conversation or if not standalone, the best communicator in the league. He is. He's got a magical way with people and especially his own players, and it's, uh, it's one of his greatest strengths, and that's why he's able to manage all these personalities and stars or making all this money, and you know, I, I don't think he would make a big deal about it if, if Aaron Donald wanted to get out of town in two years. And he doesn't muss around. He cuts right to it. He does, Aaron Donald, exactly. If, if this is a financial issue, shame Let's on get both to of us for not right. working Here it out. Here we go, right, right. S- same, same as what they did. Last year, Jared Goff. Hey, exactly. It's working. Right. Let's move on. Yes. We, we're not going to ignore our problems. We're going to clean them up, whether it's a guy we yeah, really want to be it. here right. or a guy we don't want to be here. We're going to be honest with it now. Three years ago, they should have been honest about no, that's a different issue altogether. Maybe he learned from that experience. Yeah, I think so. Not to, not to allow his glass-half-full propensity to get in the way of good business. And, and look – this point can't be overemphasized. He gets a huge raise, Aaron Donald does, with no further commitment. And I'm sure it was important to him to have this flexibility at this stage of his career. He's already under contract for three more years. So you start the process or finish the process with Aaron Donald saying through his agents, I want more money, but I'm not giving you more of a commitment. That doesn't happen. To get a $40 million raise for nothing in return plus a structure that lets you walk away with 65 million in your pocket for two years with no potential signing bonus forfeiture that doesn't happen now the question becomes what kind of precedent does that set and we hear that from time to time you know when the Steelers busted their typical contract structure last year for T.J. Watt. Well, what are others going to say? Well, you know what? Play like T.J. Watt and we'll deal with it. Yeah, that's right. So that's the message of the rest of the league. If you're Aaron Donald, yeah, the smart teams are going to find a way to work with you and give you more money without expecting anything more from you other than show up and kick ass as you have for the past eight years. Yeah, that's right. I don't think it's going to set too much precedent other than like, you know, this is, this is, it's Aaron Rodgers-ish and I know Rodgers isn't even quite this good. But it, to me, this is for the Hall of Fame of the Hall of Famers. These are these type of guys that get these type of deals right here. And I don't think it's going to, you know, it's not going to bother too many people in the locker room because you're going to realize, again, we, the NFL players know the pecking order. They know how it goes. They know who the king of the locker room is. And 99 is the king of that locker room for sure. So, you know, it, it, it's, this is, a, I think, a special, special thing. To your point, I mean, again, I think that's the biggest thing I walked away with yesterday too when I first saw it. I go. I kept going. Wait, whoa! Did they they tore up the last contract? Like he's getting like just fresh money, like you said a million times. I, I mean, I, I hope all the the fans out there can realize that doesn't happen. I mean, it just doesn't. I, and in fact, 
you know, I, I maybe should have thought about this before the show, but when is the last time we've even seen something like this happen? I can't remember just off Tom the top Brady. of my head. Tom Brady got an $8 million raise his last year in New England with no new commitment. With no That's new commitment. It. That's right. 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 So that was, that was that. That was that. That's not, you know, this type of money. So, But that's the only one I can even remotely think of off the top of my head that's that's like this. Yeah, the the teams aren't wired to do this. So kudos to the Rams to understand what it takes. It's a rare situation. You're not going to have guys lining up out the door saying, I want the same thing because the response is, you're not Aaron Donald. You're not Aaron Donald. Exactly right. You're not Aaron Donald. Exactly. Do this for Aaron Donald. And, you know, I can't can't resist because I remember vividly the 2014 draft and the run-up to the draft and Aaron Donald, the questions about Aaron Donald. 6'1", 284. He's not your prototypical defensive tackle. And there was the knock on him from that perspective. I wonder, let me ask you this question before we get into it. Yeah. Because there's one specific team that I'm curious about that could have had Aaron Donald. Because I think it's safe to say now that any team that was drafting before number 13 Rams, including Rams at number two when they took Greg Robinson, should have taken Aaron Donald instead. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the Patrick Mahomes draft now. It, even he, even, it's, it's even the Buccaneers in Mike like, Evans, right. I still think the Buccaneers would have been better off yeah, without Aaron right. Donald. Uh, yeah. yes. They did okay with Mike Evans. Right. They still would have been better I, off with fair. Aaron Donald. Yes, right. What would, what would Bill Parcells have said about Aaron Donald coming into the NFL? 6'1", 284, Built like a linebacker, no big midsection, yeah. no girth that offensive linemen have to push around. Would Parcells have kind of sneered at a six-one, two-eighty-four defensive tackle? But I, you know, I don't ever want to disrespect Bill Parcells. I mean, he's got an incredible eye for talent. But as we've, discussed, I got a reason for the question. Yeah, okay, because as we discussed before, you know, I I don't think he would have been the cup of you know their cup of tea as far as Bill Parcells. You know, as far as they like the big people, like we talked about. Again, size is a skill. And I think that's why he lasted to 13 a little bit because there's very few reference points in the history of the sport that say these measurables work for this position. So, you know, again, I, I would say no. That's, that wouldn't really fit what Bill Parcells usually would want uh, unless he really saw, you know, what we all didn't see here. Here's why I asked the question yeah. at the risk of getting any potentially hostile text messages. There was a Parcells protege who was a first-year head coach of the Minnesota Vikings in 2014 by the name of Mike Zimmer who could have had Aaron Donald, and they took Anthony Barr <laughs> instead. <laughs> not that Anthony Barr was horrible. No, he was not. But I remember thinking pre-draft, not that I know a damn thing about evaluating players, but I remember thinking, this Aaron Donald guy, I got a feeling he's going to be decent. I had no idea he was going to be great, but I have a feeling he's going to be decent. And this whole 6-1 stuff, you know, I remember John Randall. I remember Alan Page for crying out loud. Just because a guy isn't gigantic Vince Wilfork dimensions doesn't mean he can't create havoc no, no, pushing his right. way through or slipping around sure. much larger offensive linemen. I just can't help but wonder whether some of that Parcells mindset influenced Mike Zimmer and the Vikings in 2014 to go linebacker instead of Aaron Donald. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. You know, again, teams have their beliefs as far as how they want their team orchestrated. And, you know, I I think, you know, I can understand it at the time. I, I, I will say I was one to go, man, this guy's some crazy athlete and he's quick and he's strong as hell. But you just did you wonder that, oh, okay, well, hey, ACC football, 
I don't know. Can he do this in the NFL? I, I, I did, certainly, as much as he was exciting to watch and everything there. So, I know, you know, it's funny thing about that draft is you look at that draft and, you know, you've mentioned Mike Evans, a hell of a player, and Shadevion Clowney's been very good. Uh, Odell has been good as well. But, man, Aaron Donald at 13 and Zach Martin at 16, first ballot Hall of Famers, uh, you know, lasted almost half the round there. It's kind of one of the interesting things when you look back at it. And, and meanwhile, your guy John Gruden was losing his mind with each pick because they weren't taking Johnny <laughs> I know. Menzel. Johnny Menzel, hey. Johnny Menzel for the first twenty-four <laughs> picks of the draft. Uh, the one, the one that is the most glaring, though, the most glaring is the Lions taking Eric Ebron, the tight end from North Carolina, at spot number ten because they had both Andomikin Sue. And Nick Fairley. Yeah, that's Nick right. Nick Fairley, first-round yeah. pick out of Auburn. Auburn. Right. Both of them were entering the last year of their contracts. Mm. The cupboard was bare. That was the team that I had pegged to take Aaron Donald. I think a lot of Clearly people Clearly above all right. Big right. need, and they just and, – and again, 6'1", 284 may have had I something to it. do with it. So, uh, great for the Rams that with their second with, – with one of the – not the pick they got from Washington – for RG3, but the pick they earned, I think, it may have been, I can't remember, because they, they traded a bunch of them too, but they had two first-round picks because it was the last year of the aftermath of the RG3 trade, but they did make one of them work, and they worked well. And that's the great irony. They're the F-them picks, almost said the word, F-them picks team. The big asterisk on F-them picks is Aaron Donald was a pick. Yes. He wasn't a guy that you acquired as a veteran. So sometimes it works to cling to that pick and use it. No no doubt. I mean, they hit they hit gold. They hit the jackpot with that one. I mean, no question. And and that was hey, we got to give that's that's Jeff Fisher, right? And that group there that had, And Les Snead. Yeah, Les Snead yeah, is still Les there. Is there too. Yes. So you got to give them credit certainly. And hey, Les Snead as much as we talk about F them picks and all that, we always we have tried our best to discuss that damn when he does pick, he's pretty damn good. And that, that's why the Rams are the, who they are, too. Yeah, they've made a lot of big trades and traded away first-rounders. But as we like talked about during the draft time, damn, have they killed it in the third and fourth and fifth rounds of the draft the last five, six years and had a lot of really big-time contributing players that were drafted in those rounds. Now that they have taken care of the guy who should have been the MVP of Super Bowl 56, they may need to take care of the guy who actually was the MVP of Super Bowl 56, Cooper Cup would like a contract that, as he says it via The Athletic, it has to, quote, be something that makes sense for everyone, and quote. I try to help where I can. I don't want to be in the dark on this thing. I love this organization. I want to be here for a very long time. I want this to be something that makes sense for everyone. I want them to feel good about it, and I think the best way to do that is for me to at least be involved in some capacity. It's never going to be at the cost of anything on the football field, but more communication, the better. We'll be able to find a place where we can all feel good. And that makes even more sense after we consider what we heard from Sean McVay. It's a very pragmatic, let's figure this out. Let's not have this fall apart because we have miscommunications or misunderstandings. Let's sit down and do this. You want to be here. We want you here. We understand the value to bring to the table. We're not going to dick around. Sorry. We're going to get this done. That was a new one. And I'm sorry, but we're going to get this done. <laughs> and, and sorry. And that's, and that's what they did with Donald. Yeah. So now, now 
I mean, at some point, Cooper Cup's got to say, what about me? Yeah. What about me? No doubt. Got to. Making $15.75 million per year, 18th among all receivers. Yeah. That, that, that uh, is something that, that needs to be addressed by the L.A. Rams. And if you take – just like we said about Donald. Hey, they already took care of Stafford. When are they going to take care of Donald? Well, now they're taking care of Stafford and Donald – when are they going to take care of Cup? Yeah, that's, and that's it's part get of the done. reality of having a great team. I know. You got to find a way. You got, you know, it says F them picks on the front of the shirt. It says F that cap on the back of the shirt. You got to figure out a way to make it all work under the cap. Yeah, I, you're right. Got to make it work. I mean, you got to think Cooper Cup's got to be sitting there going, well, they got to pay him north of 20 million. I mean, we know that. He's got, that's got to happen. I mean, he's, he's too awesome. I mean, one, he's got a special connection with Matthew Stafford. You see, again, hey, it's another example of support system and stuff like that matter. Cooper Cup, what did he look like this year? A different receiver. Why? Because he had a quarterback that could throw balls to him that he didn't have the the first part of his career. So all of a sudden we saw a different part of his skill set to go, whoa, this guy can stretch the field and he can catch the ball over the middle and outrun people for 30, 40 yards down the middle of the field. Yes, that's, that's the Matthew Stafford effect. And then, of course, he has great effect on the offense overall because he's the kind of can-do-it-all guy. McVay orchestrates a lot of the game plan passing-wise around him and then Cooper Cup's ability to read the coverages off of it to where they're never wrong. Hey, if it's cover two, go out. If it's cover one, go in. And he's never wrong, really. So that he's got a, a great value to the football team, let alone he's a great physical talent. And then... Again, I'm going to go back to something we said already. You know, I, I don't think it can be quite like talked about enough. We're in the NFL right now where we see we can go through teams everywhere where it seems like communication is lost a little bit and we get to these situations and you know there's a separation and the wiping of Instagram and I'm not going to come around to OTAs. And that's, again, where I'll bring it back to McVay. See, they get ahead of these things like you're talking about and they don't let it like the silence fester for too long. They start to have the conversation. They address it head on like you're, you've discussed. And that makes the players less antsy. And then they're willing to, wait, we're going to get it done. And they keep talking to me. And everything they're saying makes sense. And they're being honest and all that. Hey, I'll come to OTAs even though I don't have a new deal. And that's where the Rams are magical. And that's where, to me, it's the McVay magic there. The, the ability to keep all these guys happy and content through the communication like you've discussed is very, very special. It really is. The other reality, though, as they pay Matthew Stafford, pay Aaron Donald, get ready, presumably, to pay Cooper Cup, this underscores a concern that you and I have had for the Rams for a while. And it puts a greater premium on the ability of Les Snead and Sean McVay and company to hit on the later rounds of the draft because you get your roster too top-heavy from a salary standpoint where you can't afford to have mid-level players who are veterans, who can step right in if someone's injured. You're relying on youngsters to figure it out quickly, to learn it quickly, to maybe grow just by osmosis from being around all of these other great players and rising to the level but being ready to go. You get guys injured – there could be a big drop-off in talent from starter to backup because all your cap money is going to Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford and now Cooper Cup and Jaylen who Ramsey. else am I missing? 
I mentioned Jalen oh, Ramsey. Oh, sorry, Allen Robinson. Uh, they got they got Bobby money. Wagner. Bobby they Wagner. They got Allen sure. Robinson. Right. Leonard they Floyd's being paid money. big money. Yeah. So you, you've got you've got to be able to trust your ability to find players in the later rounds of the draft at a very cheap, relatively speaking, salary, and also undrafted players and maybe veterans who just fall into your laps that you get for a bargain, like an Odell Beckham Jr. Although yeah. they ended up having to pay him every penny of his incentives because they were team-based and they won the Super Bowl. But still, that's the blend. That's the mix. But you got to have the backups who are good enough to play because the injuries are going to happen. When the injuries happen, what happens to your team? And and that that needs to be mentioned because they're getting even more top-heavy. Yeah. It's like they're building that Jenga tower. You know, and that Jenga tower keeps getting higher and higher, and you're getting fewer and fewer blocks at the foundation you got you got to be sure that those blocks hold uh, because you, you're really stretching it more than you should. You're taking some risks here, calculated risks yeah. that your your roster is going to hold up if your stars get injured. Yeah, it's it's the risk, and they, and they've gotten away with it somehow, some way. And again, I think that again speaks to a little bit of the organization and McVeigh and his ability to have the right pulse of how to push guys, the workout regimen. Let's not practice that hard today. Let's lift weights hard, and we'll just have a walkthrough. He's got a special feel for that, too. And you're right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a dicey approach. It is. It's risky. It's a calculated risk. Yeah, they lose Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball. Not only are they like, yeah, they're, they don't have great depth behind it, and, of course, it's going to be a huge drop-off in talent. And you can kind of see that across the board. That's what makes the Rams unique. The Rams are the way the team is built. And then the way they play, which is not overly like all the time, like, oh, my gosh, this is the most creative schemes I've ever seen in my life. They got all the things you need in football with a little splash of creativity. But then when it comes big games, they go, okay, hey, we're going to be sound and we'll have a good game plan. And then we expect those guys that we're paying $25 million a year, you guys make some stuff happen today. It's start time. It's the playoffs. It's in December. It's time to go that way. And that's what kind of makes them cool. But, you know, to your point, it's, it's risky. It definitely is. Two or three injuries to the Rams could really affect their football team in, in a way that, you know, would affect them more than, than most teams in football. If and when, and assuming it's when, not if, they get Cooper Cup taken care of, they also have to deal with the Odo Beckham Jr. situation, something that we have been discussing recently. We spent some time yesterday talking about the teams that maybe the Rams need to worry about if they wait too long. Sean McVay also addressed – Beckham and the reality that even though Aaron Donald was invited to the wedding, Odo Beckham Jr. apparently wasn't, but he showed up at the reception anyway. Here's McVeigh. So the probably the most stressful thing about this wedding was figuring out, all right, how do you get the guest list right where you don't have any sort of uh, interruptions or, you know, anybody having their feelings hurt unnecessarily because you got good relationships with guys. So I just invited the captains from last year's team. And then there was a couple other guys that are retired players that you still have great relationships with. And Odell and I had a great relationship. I mean, I love Odell. And so only in Odell's fashion, could he be the wedding crasher at our wedding? So yeah, oh, I showed up, <laughs> crashed the wedding. And yes. I loved it that he was still there. He is, uh, you know, even even my mom, she said, oh, he's so nice. And God, he is handsome in person, too. Wow, Odell crashed the wedding. I, I'm sure there was a moment where he said, coach, 
come get me. The best part. No, I said, you crashed my wedding. You resigned with the Rams then, man. I mean, oh, you get, that's our, that's a given right there. But our, uh, our team, one of our team doctors, who's amazing. Dr. Neil Elitros was there. He did Odell's surgery, you know, and Odell was looking smooth on the dance floor. He said, Odell, take it easy, man. Let's slow down. <laughs> you know, I can only imagine the stress of the negotiation between Sean McVay and his then future wife as to where the lines get drawn right. on which of his players right. get invited. Because my guess is he wants to invite everyone who was on the Super Bowl 56. I was, yeah, he's that 15. kind of guy. Right, right. How can I not invite every guy that contributed yeah. to the winning of... Because it'll be an extra million dollars, soon honey, to be, that's why. Soon to be second most important <laughs> ring. Right. Oh, but he can afford it. Don't give me that crap. Know, Get a I bigger know. haul. I mean, my goodness. But uh, I... I I, I, look, I, he, he eventually yielded. The compromise was the captains only. But, uh, uh, you know, it may have been a little wink nod for a guy like Odell. Hey, if you just happen to be around, here's where we're going to be. Like, how did Odell know to be there? Somebody must have told Odell. I'm sure he texted maybe, the players. Maybe he got a little te- – maybe, maybe, yeah, hey, if any of you guys just happen to be around here and you stop by, you know, about two hours in, it's not like anybody's going to kick you out yes. if you just happen to be in the vicinity. Well, I don't mean to do this because I've kissed both ass cheeks of this guy so far in this show, but I'm going to do it for a third time. I mean, I don't know what to say. Again, do you need more examples of the coach – having better relationship with his players and finding a magic of being able to push guys and be tough. But yet, Hey, I didn't invite you to the wedding, but it's cool. Come and your feelings aren't even hurt and you're having fun here. You know, to, again, that just speaks to uh, me, the, the McVeigh magic there. It is, it is very apparent when you're around it and you see it and you talk to the other players. And I just have a hard time thinking many coaches could, you know, get away with some of the things he gets away with or does some of the things he does just because, you know, again, he's just got a, a way about him there. And that's where I think both of you, <laughs> we look at it where we go, damn, it just, it, I just, Odell, I, I'll be shocked if he's not back with the Rams. I'll be shocked if he's not with the Rams. Of course, we may have finally figured out why Sean McVay is not currently on his honeymoon. It could be that his wife is there by herself that he got left behind <laughs> after having players who weren't invited show up at the wedding. Uh, so, Seriously. Uh, and, and we'll see what happens with Odell Beckham. Look, the issue with the ACL, that's real, and that's where the business butts up against the, the non-business, the feel-good, yeah. the communication, the, the admiration and the respect that Sean McVay has for Odell Beckham Jr. But just talking through the way that McVay has helped shepherd his team through this contractual mess and it still needs to get to the end with Cup and Beckham, why would he stop? If he's naturally gifted yeah. at communication, beyond the X's and O's, drawing up the plays, if he's naturally gifted at having the relationships with his players, why would you stop doing something you are so damn good at? And where else can you turn those skills and get the same kind of fulfillment? So... I wrote about it yesterday. I thought about it after the show. It's one thing to talk about. I'm not going to do this for 40 years. It's another thing to not do it. Yeah, right. You can say, yeah, I'm not going to do it. You don't want to think that far into the future. God, I can't do this for 40 more years. And the next thing you know, 40 years have gone by and you're still doing it. And I'm not saying he's going to do it for 40 years or 30 years or 20 years. But, again, it's so much easier. And it's part of your, I think, off-season stress management. Oh, God, I can't do this anymore. 
that's just how you get yeah get your, through it your, a little bit your You're brain right. back right. in the right spot to get right. ready to do it again oh sure. god i can't do this again and then you get some time away from it you're like i can't wait to do this again yeah hell, i, I, I do that i i'm telling it happens every year our hiatus is coming up Next Saturday, we got another week and a half or however long you're going to be here since apparently you're not going to be here Monday, which that's news to me. But every year when we start the hiatus, every year, the next morning on Saturday, I wake up and I say, let's go do the show. I want to go do the show on a freaking Saturday on the front end of four or five weeks of no show. So it, it, I don't think it takes much to recharge the human body. And I, I think that he'll go through that every year after the season's over. God, how can I do that again? And at some point, he can't wait to do it again. He's going to do that one year after another, after another, after another. And the next thing you know, he's going to be old like me. Well, maybe. maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't doubt that. You're right. It, it's not easy to quit. And then, you know, again, I, I think they got a role in there, too. We talked yesterday about Stafford has made his life better and took pressure off him to where he can enjoy the year. And I think he enjoyed last year more than ever in any game, in any season ever. And that's kind of how he explained it to me. So that was special. And then, hey, you between the quarterback and then you win the Super Bowl, uh, it's like you talk about a great quarterback who wins a Super Bowl early on in their career. The, the questions are over. And, uh, you're a Super Bowl champ. Nobody can say anything. The owner can't look at you anymore. You've delivered for him and brought the Super Bowl home. And so that th- that to me, I would think, would be a little bit of a a boost in energy too. To not have that kind of hovering and hanging on your you know that weight hanging on your shoulders or your chest all the time. Uh, at least you know I've heard players talk about that. I got to think that's pretty you know true with coaches too. Well, the Rams fans have reason to be very excited about the way that the team is going because I think now they are solidified as one of the favorites to not just get back to the Super Bowl, but to win it again. Injuries will be an issue, but they they are gradually really building a sense that they are going to pick up where they left off in 2022. Browns fans may not be feeling as good. Let's take a break. When we return, another lawsuit filed about Deshaun Watson, but this one is different for a very important reason, one that could end up causing major problems for Watson in the future. We'll discuss that next year on PFT Live. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com.